Hello, my name is Ben, and I am the host of the Too Vague podcast this week. Thank you for joining me for this impromptu episode 49. I was going to do a show on a word, the word being apology, as in the noun meaning a regretful acknowledgement of offense or failure, which interestingly enough is derived from two sources, Greek word apologia, which means a speech in one's own defense, and from the French word apology, duh. (laughs) But anyway, I started thinking about it more and more, and when you apologize for something, this is not something I should necessarily even apologize to the listening audience for, because life happens. And sometimes you can't do all that you need to do. Something has to has to fall to the wayside. And unfortunately, this week, it was the show. So I'm genuinely apologetic about things, but it's a word that has a tendency to be overused. Once you've gotten to the end of the word apology by itself, you start throwing adjectives and adverbs at it. My deepest apologies or... I'm sincerely apologetic. It's a slippery slope with apology. So what's been happening that kind of I feel a little bit bad about, but it's a little bit beyond my control. I've been having vehicle issues. So I've been stuck at home, sequestered, working from home. Fortunately, I can work from home, which is great for the job that I do. But at the same time, it feels like going back to the pandemic times. So there's a little bit of anxiety associated with that. And as such, being stuck in my house, I can only walk to places. It can be difficult to make the connections with people to be on the show. I usually do a lot of my show booking and guest booking in person. So it's been a little bit tough to get people in to record the episodes. It's something I can get over. I just need to make those connections and we can start, you know, getting guests in here again. And it's kind of tough to get people every week. In fact, I'm looking back, I'm kind of surprised that I was able to do it for so long without any trouble. So here is what I'm thinking for upcoming shows while I work on getting guests. Uh, I'm still brainstorming about the best way to continue making content while I'm navigating life. So I've been thinking perhaps the next few months, I will deem this the Too Vague Podcast Summer of Soliloquies. I might be able to pepper a few regular episodes in there in between the soliloquies, but it's sort of an experiment. I'm still working out the details and trying to figure out how it's going to look, but It might be a little different for a while. It's kind of all up in the air, but I should have a solid plan and be able to tell you about it in the next episode. As I've been grounded, so to speak, for the last few weeks, I've been watching uh, a lot more streaming television, and uh, I recently added Paramount Plus to my list of streaming services I'm kind of on a regular cycle where I get rid of some services and I bring certain ones on. And I was kind of interested in checking out all the Star Trek content. Maybe check out Halo. I don't know, but we'll see. The first thing that I caught up on was the 
CSI, I guess you could call it reboot slash sequel, CSI Vegas, which involves the old Gil Grissom and Sarah Seidel and some other characters from the original CSI coming back to a lab full of people that are currently working with the new technology. They try to do a through line with one of the previous characters who's accused of something and for what it is it's not too bad i think i'm just comparing the actors it's like right now we're still getting to know these new characters and see it seems like the focus of the first season was on the older characters and their story arc so i watched the 10 episode run and it's okay it's not something you have to watch but if you enjoyed any of the other csis you'll probably enjoy that one and then i also checked out Star Trek Lower Decks, which kind of intrigued me as a concept. It's only the second animated series for the franchise, the first one being Star Trek the Animated Series, which was originally, it was basically a cartoon version of the same types of missions and things. And I think it was only two seasons long, started in 73, so 1973 to 1975. Uh, but this one, Lower Decks, is a comedic show that follows the adventures of... It focuses on the relationships between the Ensigns who work in the Lower Decks. Ensigns Mariner, Boimler, Rutherford, and Tendi. And they all work in different areas. And there are things that happen on the ship. And it focuses on the crew also... But they get into normal Star Trek things, but comedy sort of ensues and uh, the, the ensigns get involved. So it's, you know, it's a funny show. It's it's not anything, I wouldn't say it's have to see it, but the funniest thing so far on it, I think, is uh, the crew of this ship is the USS Cerritos. It's uh, 2380 and they are in charge of second contact missions. It pokes fun at the original situations and characters from Star Trek Next Generation. It's close to that time frame, and there are cameo appearances from the characters William Riker and Deanna Troy, played by the original actors. So that's kind of neat, too, that they're trying to cross these lines. I don't know if it's going to, we're going to have a continuity kind of like the dark universe that they have in Star Trek, except that they would maybe have the cartoon universe and maybe, I mean, who knows? I'm, I'm getting sick and tired of the multiverse stuff and time travel and your superhero stuff. But anyway, I also watched Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which is an interesting sort of thing that sprung up from an episode or a, f a few episodes in Star Trek Discovery where Captain uh, Christopher Pike appeared, who was the captain in the pilot episode of the very first Star Trek television series. But this focuses on, I think it's like 10 years leading up to that mission. And it has Captain Christopher Pike is played by Anson Mount and the crew of the ship contains some familiar characters like Spock, Uhura, and Christine Chapel as they explore the galaxy in the 23rd century. And it has some new characters that you start to learn about in the first couple of episodes. It's only five episodes in, but think of it as a contemporary take 
on the well the design is pretty amazing as far as sort of capturing the feeling of the original 1960s design but kind of bringing it into a more today's time frame and making the details look as much like the original but not in such a way that distracts from the series as a star trek series so I think also a more important thing is it has focus on on strong female characters too, so that's a good thing. Not like the first uh, couple of Star Treks, they you know they they have their problematic sort of stereotyping issues, but uh, this is uh, this is new and interesting, and I'm really enjoying that so far, and we'll see where it goes. And I'm going to try and take a crack at the opening monologue of Star Trek. So prepare yourself mentally and physically because here it comes. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. So there you go. (laughs) Let's touch on games a little bit. So I recently picked up on sale the Far Cry 6 bundle, which not only included the PlayStation 4 version, but also the PlayStation 5 version of the game. It has all the first season pass, so all the downloadable content is available. There's even a mission involving tacos with Danny Trejo. It's kind of a weird sort of crossover. And they, also they even have crossover content that is Stranger Things content in the Upside Down. Which, once I get through the main game, maybe I'll check that out, but we'll see. But anyway, I've been playing Far Cry 6 and playing it kind of in parallel with Neo, The World Ends With You. Which I will also discuss on future episodes more in more detail We'll just focus right now on the Far Cry franchise. And in general, it's a pretty solid sort of experience. If you enjoyed the previous Far Cries, you're going to enjoy it. So all the things like the animals and that you have to find and kill for your weapon upgrades and the different missions involving overturning whatever it is that needs to be overturned in this case, it's a South American sort of government that it's a government that is run by a dictator and his son is in training and people are trying to escape. And that's this kind of the start of the story. So you're joining a revolution and trying to destroy all these high value targets for the revolution, I guess. (laughs) The stories of Far Cry games, they're not very detailed. I think it's more about just the game dynamics and getting the weapons and just sneaking around. So it's, you know, it's usually a safe bet if it's just a filler kind of game. I've only played Far Cry 3, Far Cry 4, and now Far Cry 6. My problem with the game has always been I always get attacked by random animals as I'm walking through the environment. In Far Cry 3... It was mostly boars and dingoes that would just randomly attack me. In Far Cry 4, it was eagles and rhinos. And in Far Cry 6, it seems to be... I'm early on in the game, but 
I've been attacked by so many mongooses. It's not even funny. It's just, I don't think I look like a snake, but uh, mongooses are attacking me left and right in this game. It's always something with Far Cry. So far, I'm, I'm, you know, enjoying the consistency of the game. The one thing, playing it so close to Horizon Forbidden West, is kind of a problem because that game did it so well and made it feel like everything that you were doing kind of mattered and tasks that you engaged in and the different, you know, mechanical beasts that you would bring down would be satisfying. And that's just not the case with, with this. I mean, it's, it's solid in what it does, but I want more from the story. I want more tasks that I do that feel like they aren't just like tacked on. One of the things that you have as a sort of a mini game is cockfighting. And I'm not sure. I mean, that seems, I guess it's a cultural thing, but it sort of seems mildly racist. It's sort of a Street Fighter style game, but it's, it feels like it wasn't really designed as a fighting game. It was just kind of like, oh, here's a cultural thing. We'll just throw it in there. And then, of course, you've got your races and your different, you know, things where you climb towers and, you know, it's it's standard stuff for a Far Cry game. But I don't think I'm getting any really compelling story. We'll see if uh, any of those elements come up. I mean, in Far Cry 3, I enjoyed this one level where you have to burn an entire weed field before you take over this territory from this drug lord or whatever and and as you were doing it this skrillex song played in the background and then when you would walk through the smoke your vision would blur slightly you know it was just a fun a fun time a fun you know little mission so that's all i all i have to say about far cry 6 so far in closing uh let me just say i'm gonna go into more details about those games in upcoming soliloquy episodes, I think. I think that's what I'm going to do. But for now, I won't apologize. I will simply thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Too Vague Podcast and say, my name is Ben, and I've been your host this week. Have a wonderful day. Bye.